Discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall, a.k.a. Face Boy. And Raina Terror is in the building. She will be in the studio right now. Yay! She's just walked in the door. Raina Tatas. Hello. I am here. Yeah, you can take uh, uh. Yeah, you can take that mic. Sure. Okay. Aloha. There we go. Testies. There we go. Testies. Testies. And uh, Reverend Jen is on her way here. She got turned around or some shit. <laughs> some Easy kind of shit. Easy to do out here. Yes. <clears throat> so Reina. How have you been? I haven't seen you in forever. I know it has been a while. It's been a couple of years, I guess, right? I think so. Pretty good as of late, getting busier, which is always good during the winter. <laughs> so that's good. Now that the SAG strike is over and everything, it feels like things are finally starting to happen again. So that's a plus. And yeah, I think everything else has been pretty good. Uh, since I've last seen you, I have a new love as well. Um, Tell me about him. Oh, he's awesome. Uh, I guess we've been together for like one and a half years. Our one year anniversary was in October. Okay. Yeah, not quite one and a half, but close enough. So I was with my last boyfriend for quite a while. A long time. Yeah. Nice guy. How is he? He was good. I don't know. I haven't really talked to him since we broke up. We kind of did a, you know, uh, what do you call it? Just like stop talking for a while because I think he was still pretty hurt, which sucks. But uh, it does. It was the right decision for me. He was he was a very good guy. But things, yeah, as you know, relationships are messy and things just weren't working. So we were breaking up and he was moving out and everything. And shortly after that, uh, you know, as you do after a relationship, I was feeling kind of down and like, I'm never going to meet anybody again and yada, yada. You know, the usual thoughts that kind of come into your head when you're feeling down and out after breaking up. Um So I was like, screw it. I'm going to go on Tinder. I'm going to find someone to just, you know, at least go on a date with and just kind of keep the hope alive, if you will. Just kind of, you know, keep me out of the dumps. So I went on, you know, connected with a couple people, uh, chatted a little. And then there was this one guy who had reached out and I was still like a little nervous. So I was being a little tentative at responding to people. Um, And this one guy reached out and he was really cute. And I was like, you know, screw it. Let's see what he's up to. So we started chatting. And then we met and went on a date and yeah, it just kind of clicked. We just, you know, it was just like that thing when you meet someone for the first time and you just feel like instantly comfortable, kind of like you've known them for years. And so, yeah, we had a date that lasted for, you know, a good 24 hours or so. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah. And I think it was like the second or third one that lasted for a couple of days. And, you know, when you can spend like two or three days, like with someone, like without a break for me, that's a very good sign. Um, so, yeah, he's a sweetie. Uh, he's a criminal defense attorney, which is really interesting. Uh, that's a big move for me. As you know, I've always dated, like, musicians. The criminals. Yeah, criminals. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that time I dated that dude that was in fucking Latin Kings when I was tattooing. <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah, this was a big difference. <laughs> move for me and it's also really fascinating because his background is super diverse and weird as you know mine is you know I've got a degree in 
uh, neuropsychology from Columbia, but I also am an actor. And then I've got the sideshow shit. Like, it's weird. Like, mm-hmm. people are just like, what do you do? And I'm like, where do I start? Um, and he was like a boxer, turned a bunch of different things, then eventually turned lawyer. Like, he was just kind of also all over the place. So that really intrigued me because it's rare that I meet someone else that's got so many, um, I don't know, idiosyncratic things that they've done. I don't know if that's the right word. but uh, No, I get it. I get it. Like, um, like when I'm breaking in a new therapist, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say, look, I know that I'm, I got mental problems, okay? <laughs> but I got to get a couple of things out of the way. Yeah. Okay. My biological father really was the head of the New York division of the CIA. That sounds crazy. <laughs> Okay, yeah. that sounds fucking nuts. <laughs> People who are crazy, it's never the FBI, never the NYPD. It's always the fucking CIA. <laughs> Seriously, you're right. And then they also have uh, imagined connections to people who are famous. I'm like, I really was. <laughs> I really, but my first friend from nursery school really was Robert Downey Jr. Reverend Jen is here. Hi. You want to take a pee and come? Yeah, go, 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 go drain the lizard. <laughs> nice overalls. So, yeah, I got to get that shit out of the way. Unfortunately, I have plenty of pictures of me and Robert. Yes. So, you know, I, I don't even look like a guy that could fucking doctor pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, though. You really do fit the trope. That's hysterical. I know. I know. I think he's finally going to get his first Oscar. Oh, yeah, he may. He may. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to his sister, Allison, recently. Uh, we're back in touch. We lost touch for a while, but we're back in touch. We've been hanging out. Oh, nice. She's fantastic. I love her. She's great. Um, and I and I finally started talking about, like, my jealousy issues with Robert. Oh, sure. And, you know, of course I'm going to have them. And I got to work through it because I want to feel happy for his success and i want to feel i want to feel uh grateful for the time that we spent together and so i'm starting to get there you know i'm starting to be like i got to do so many great things and meet so many amazing people and hang out backstage at studio 8h saturday night live and so much other shit you know exactly and and be grateful for that not not uh you know that jealousy shit doesn't serve me well, it doesn't at all. Get you anywhere. If your friends are successful, you know you never know, and you can't guarantee it. But worst case, you know, or not worst case, whatever. But they get successful, and you could benefit from that. Like, why not be happy for them and their successes? Because, like you said, certain perks can can leak over to you, and not that you should do it in a manipulative way, like looking for that, trying to ride the coattails. But when you're happy and genuinely supportive of a good friend, their successes do become your successes. You know what I mean? Yes. Do you know who Pete Best was? Is he was the original drummer for the Beatles. Oh, okay. He was there in Germany when they were doing, you know, hours and hours and hours long sets. He was there like when they were fucking cold in the back of a van when they were going from gig to gig. Yep. You know, he was there during the really hard times. And then and then uh, when they got to their audition for George Martin, uh, George Martin didn't care for his playing. And uh, and the other three said, you know, we don't really think that he's totally fits. Uh, so uh, they they made Brian Epstein the manager fire him. Oh wow! <laughs> and then you know, within months, maybe even less, 
they shot up to number one. They were world famous and they were like that forever. And Pete Best became suicidal at one point. But eventually he came to a place, I think, where he's like, you know what? I was a fucking Beatle. Yeah. And then when the anthology came out and the tracks that they recorded with Pete Best came out, then he got a nice chunk of change. And then right. also he contributed some uh, some footage from the Cavern Club for the for the latest release now now and then. Now what I'm wondering is why the fuck was Pete Best holding onto footage from the Cavern Club wow. all these goddamn years? Yeah, that's pretty wild. Rep Jen's here. Hi guys. She peed. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Man, the MTA. <laughs> Two weeks ago, the name of the episode was "Fuck the MTA." <laughs> Well, that's uh, appropriate because I'm feeling... There's whiskey over there. That's not urine. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Tempting, but nah. Should we, uh, should we, should we read our, 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 our text oh, <laughs> like <shit>. a script? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? This is our group text, text from today. So we'll, uh, so we'll, we'll all do our, our own lines. Driving on my phone. <laughs> I love it. I hate my phone. I never have it. Oh, wait, not a bad thing. Okay. Oh, so this started yesterday, yesterday, 4.30. Yes. I'm looking forward to hosting you two tomorrow. Please let me know if there's any, if there are any particular things you'd like to discuss and if there's a song you'd like me to play or anything else that would help make what will surely be fun even more fun. Yay. I am happy to discuss working on Feud and seeing the recent Moses, seeing the recent Moses Storm Perfect Cult show last weekend with my love. If I think of anything else in particular, I will let you know. I'm excited to see you both. I will think about it, but I must eat food before brain work. <laughs> Hi, Raina. I'd like to talk about my new 1960s You Need a Wishnik Troll book and the many paintings I'm working on, many featuring Buck cats and Buck's trolls. I might say troll friends, by the way. He doesn't have his own trolls. He's a troll. Awesome. I'd like to discuss the balls in my mouth. I'd like to discuss that, too. I think my song should be Sexy Bitch. David Guetta? Yes, it was on at the pizza place when I walked in. I'm not sure what my song would be at the moment, but if I think of one, I'll let you know. I haven't been able to get Murder on the Dance Floor out of my head for a while now, so I guess that could be my song. I approve of that decision. Yay! Thanks, Rev. Hee <laughs> hee. Also, I need to warn you guys, menopause saw to it that I no longer have an ass. I was just looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm shaped like Einstein. In my mouth, there are balls. Whoa, I didn't know menopause stole our asses? Fuck, now I'm scared. That's no fair. I have Brussels sprouts in my mouth. We can discuss this. I'm missing an ear, an ass, and my mind. (laughs) Punxsutawney Phil lives in Gobbler's Knob. The intercom might not be working, but you can call or text me when you get there. Okay, I'm planning on heading out around 6. I'll text you when I'm there. Uh, I am on a B-57 bus. Yay, I'm on the L. Left an hour ago. This thing really moves. (laughs) Uh, But it's so comfortable and calm. I have no complaints. I'm going to wait for you in the lobby because I don't trust the intercom or the elevator. I don't trust machines either. Please let me know if my breath smells like urine or ass or balls. I was going to say, won't it smell like balls? Duh. Wait, unless you're not one of those hippies now that drinks their own urine now, are you? Or just enjoying golden showers? 
four stops away. I think when I've had balls in my mouth for most of three days, it can cause a urine or ass-scented breath. I am also close in bus terms. Weird. Like tears in rain. But I would expect nothing less. <laughs> Just got to Morgan Ave. Or a beautiful butterfly that smells like pee. <laughs> Walking down Cook Street now. One stop. That was like a year ago. <laughs> Face boy went up to get ready. I'm at the door waiting. For and the a scene. Scene. That's like a French farce, you know. <laughs> so wacky, us kids. Wait, 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 c'est vrai. Ah. So uh, let's hear about those 1960s You Need a Wish Nick trolls and Buck. Wouldn't you know, I brought one with me. <gasps> Ooh. I decided to bring Buck as a fellow traveler. I, it's not as though I don't have enough trolls. I actually donated a bunch of my trolls to the Salvation Army because they were like, you know the trolls, I mean, Faceboy. Mm -hmm. The ones that, you know, didn't mean a lot. They weren't given to me. But then I just really wanted this one. Oh, wow. We can yeah. describe it to everyone. I love oh, it. I don't know where his gun went, but he's a knockoff of an orphan troll from like 1966. He had a gun and a holster. Only the American trolls like have guns. <laughs> right. the, the like Norwegian ones don't. But I love his, uh, well, why don't I, I like his uh, lopsided smile. He looks like a little cowboy with a blue top, red pants, and he's got a double holster belt and a red cowboy cap. And his troll hair is white and he's got like orange eyes. He's groovy. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> he is groovy. I just brought him along. <laughs> oh, uh, before we get back to that, I just wanted to finish the this thought so i kind of feel like the 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 pete best of the brat pack mm -hmm. ah yes yes you know i hung out with all them people and uh you know we went through all kinds of shit and and now i am getting to that place where where i'm just really i'm not quite there yet <laughs> still some jealousy sure but where i am really grateful like I said, for the things, the people I've met and the, and the things I've gotten to do and that kind of stuff. And, and awareness of it is the first step. If you're aware of those feelings, then you can mitigate them and do something about them. Yep. You know, be aware that they're, you know, uh, like erroneous and they're not necessary. And I really, and I have a great therapist right now. He's, he's, uh, he's a gay man. Nice. And I can, I can talk about a shop like the Leatherman, or actually specifically, I mentioned the Leatherman. He knows the place. He's that's been awesome. there, you know. Yeah, that's important. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Like, like if I have uh, Buck has assless chaps on. Nice. Buck's yeah. been to the Leatherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was made in Brooklyn. So was there more you wanted to discuss? No, about not really. I just wanted trolls? to show off my new troll. Yeah. Well, I could talk a lot, but I doubt that's what the audience wants to hear about. <laughs> I don't. The, the, I think one of the reasons we're a top ten show fairly consistently is because we just we just always come in here and we're honest and we're fucking weird and our lives are weird and yep. people find that weird lives are interesting. <laughs> but still, do you think people want to hear about troll dolls? Probably not. Maybe. Maybe. Although I could point out I'm having um, a retrospective at the Museum of Modern Art. Wow. In the Trollverse. It's going to be really small at their <laughs> Museum of Modern Art. Oh, that's amazing. In the Trollverse. <laughs> nice. Coming soon. I love it. I once did an hour-long show about snacks. 
Wow. <laughs> a lot of people do. It's called the Food Network. <laughs> it's a good point. You did yeah. it first. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get stoned and talk about snacks. I would snacks. love to. Snacks. What, snacks. What are you going to eat during the puppy bowl? Or Snacks. 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 Have you seen that video of that? older lady on like there's a news thing and it's thanksgiving and they're like interviewing her it's gone around like it's a meme or whatever does she have so many snacks that she has a snack shack and she's like no she's like you know you just want to get together get your snacks and get all fat and (laughs) sassy what she's she's like eat breads and soups and get all fat and sassy and just the way she says fat and sassy and bread and soups and snacks and like snacks so (sighs) it's a good one Uh, does anyone have any Super Bowl predictions? The big game's oh. tomorrow, don't you know? I forgot about it until earlier today. Someone said tomorrow was the Super Bowl. I'm a hardcore puppy bowl guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, I now don't. they showed it 2 p.m., so you can watch the puppy bowl and then watch men play with balls later. You know, I actually have not had balls in my mouth in quite some time. I'm getting some extens- I'm getting a lot of dental work done. <laughs> I have an extreme fear of the dentist. And uh, I've been facing those fears and getting this stuff done. But, you know, I'm afraid to put balls in my mouth, mm-hmm. you know, with some snaggly shit in the back. <laughs> have you spoken to your dentist about this? Balls, I, th- I have not talked and spoken with my dentist about balls <laughs> in my mouth. Oh, are, I thought you were fibbing about the balls in your mouth. I was fibbing. Because you were texting quite, you know, well. <laughs> I was like, he wouldn't be able to see like that. Yeah. <laughs> And if he was doing voice text, it would be real mumbly. That's true. There was one time when uh, I was watching the Academy Awards and a guy that I was having sex with regularly came over and I'm sucking his dick and I still have the Academy Awards on and Downey Jr. came on to present an award (laughs) and I got this big fucking dick in my mouth. And that was one of the times when I was not jealous. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, yeah. At this very moment, I'm under a lot less pressure. <laughs> I prefer where I'm at now. No one was asking you to give a speech. You were like, I'm in a good place. <laughs> I don't have to think of anything to say. I feel content. It falls in my mouth. No one, yeah, it's a little. It's a little like going to the dentist. Actually, no one asks you to say anything. Yep. Or no one expects you to. It's the little things in life. Mm-hmm. Gotta stop and smell the balls. So what have you kids been up to? It's been a while. Well, I've been I've been taken care of by mom extremely well. Yeah. <laughs> she's ninety one. She had a stroke a year and a half ago. And she's doing well enough where I can, you know, leave her to do this show. I fucking run straight home. Don't I'm not gonna be hanging out afterwards, sure. although I love you both. Uh and so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a really good caregiver. I'm getting ready for the next phase in my life. Uh, I'm going to go back into acting. And so, yay, you know, yeah, good. So, uh, that's why I've been, you know, taking, you know, fix, I'm, I'm fixing a lot of shit that, that I let get fucked up through the years. Um, I've been exercising a lot. Getting, like I said, getting my teeth fixed, getting, you know, mental shit too, mental, dental, body, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking that if my mom is still here, and I think she will be when I'm 60, 
I'm going to find, and I'm, I'm going to be 59 in May. I will find another way to get someone else to, to cover because I'm that's, that's what I'm going to do it sure. at 60. I'm going to go back into acting and auditioning and all that kind of stuff. And we'll see what happens. Yay. Righteous. You did similar shit. Yeah. I just started seriously pursuing acting again in like 2019. You know, like right. And you went to Mexico. Yep. And then I went dealt with your teeth. Mexico. I got all my teeth fixed and taken care of because I also have a dental phobia from when I was a kid and all that crap. Um, So, yeah, I got all that shit done for like 95 percent cheaper than I would have had to pay for here. And I got to be like in the tropics. That was a bonus. NYU dental school. Yeah, I needed so much more work done. Oh, really? More than I did? My whole. You're all you're pretty fucked up. Your whole everything. It's all brand up. new. Yeah, your yeah. teeth look fabulous. I know, right? <laughs> wow, damn, girl. Viva la Mexico, Syria wow. or Mexico. Sorry. And I actually like that I have a student working on me. Mm-hmm. Like the last time I was here, I was there. They did a filling, and and the and the instructor took a look, and he goes, "This is amazing. You are the best at insert dental talk here." Mm-hmm. Uh, than anyone. So I, I like that, that this is not somebody who's been in the business for 40 years and wants to do things that they did 40 years ago. I like it that it's someone who's trying to impress their professor and they're using cutting edge techniques and, mm-hmm. the, and the, you know, yeah, no problem at all. Please. Helen. No, yeah. I'm on. all for NYU dental school and Columbia dental school. I used both periodically before, you know, it got to the point where I was like, I just need to redo. I got to go to Mexico. Uh, yeah. And you, and, you, and you like negotiated a deal. I did. That's the great thing about <laughs> you Mexico. You barter for anything you in Mexico. You can literally barter for anything. You know, as soon as you just offer to pay in cash, prices fucking drop. I really wish we could do that here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I, highly recommend it. I like never leave. Brooklyn. <laughs> well, the round trip airfare and a place to stay is still cheaper than what you'd have to pay for to get the work done. Mm-hmm. Like, and now when I go for checkups, it's all inc- it's already paid for. I don't have to pay. I just have to pay for the flight and stuff to be there, but I don't have to pay the actual dentist. That's all included. Cool. So Good. Once a year for a little cleaning and a checkup and mm-hmm. a little tropical vacay. A little urine in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, ew. And why you took my wisdom tooth? One of them. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Not Only as, one. Not as exciting as what's happening here. You were just doing one at a time. You just no, wanted to one, elongate. One got a cavity. The others are in there. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Still. Yeah, I know. I got my pull before I was off my dad's dental insurance. So I think I was like 18 or 19. We got it over with. So that, oh. yeah. Well, as a child, I got my dental work done at the Children's Aid Society. Same. And that's like a. a that's, that's where that's I also got my a, phobia. That's pr- pr- probably where I did too, because. You know, I didn't think about it as a kid. It's just like, this is the dentist. That's where you go. But Children's Aid, probably shitty dentist. There was no good bedside manner. I remember people holding me down when they were going to extract the tooth. Literally, I was kicking and screaming, and people were holding down my arms and legs, which I do not recommend. Literally, like, going through torture. Mm. Instead of trying to, like, calm me down, explain things to me, just, like, pin her down and we'll pull it out. You know, they're a great organization. Yes. No, I don't want to shit on the whole I'm not shitting on the organization. But this was like, But it's still yeah. a charitable, it's still a charitable this organization. Like a decades, and that's where I'm getting my fucking teeth done. That's, yeah. You know, come on, parents. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard here. But I had some good pottery classes and puppet making classes at Ooh. the Children's Aid Society Ooh. as well. Ooh. Did you make any cool puppets that you'd like to share anything about? I made a Clark Kent puppet. Oh, You didn't a, make a, for a Superman? Superman? For a, no, someone else was Superman. 
Uh, Story of my life. <laughs> oh, man. That sucks. Probably robber. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs>
I love that I know the name of every cat in my series. Right. And I almost brought Monkey today. Because I was going to bring her a little thing because it's not that cold out. Did she want to get There might have been like two things playing at once there. Yeah. Oops. That Sorry. Just, that didn't sound right. Did that hurt your brain? Sorry if but, everyone's you know, brains are hurt. Maybe that was a song. I don't fucking know. I was dancing oh. to it, whatever noise it was. Whatever it was. Uh, hey, you're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are an inter- independent, listener-supported radio station. Our mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely rely primarily on donations from listeners 
like you. Well, maybe not our audience. I'm not really sure. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. There's a call-in number, but I'm not going to say it this week because it's just enjoying you too so much. So I am uh, in the, about the middle of the third episode of Feud. <laughs> Truman Capote versus the Swans. the Swans. Yes. Well, actually, they changed it, I think, to Truman Capote. And, no, it is Capote versus the Swans. You're right. Yeah, I saw the first feud, which was uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Yes. That that was an excellent miniseries. This is turning out to be just fantastic. Seriously. I'm a huge fan of Ryan Murphy Productions. I got on the train late with American Horror Story and all that, but I freaking love him now. <laughs> Ooh, I have to check it out. And Raina is portraying Doris Duke, yeah. <laughs> who has been portrayed by Lauren Bacall <laughs> and Susan Sarandon. Did I say that last name right? And interestingly, Susan Sarandon played Betty Davis in the first feud. She Interesting did. connections. Yes. Yeah. Um, so do you have any spoke any spoken lines? Can you say that? Uh, yeah, we, we did on set spoke just like a word. I had like, you know, a word like at dinner, but we were all, it was just kind of like they had. Was, this- was the word urine? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. It was amen. Um, <laughs> after the speech at dinner and before we like start eating. Um, but you know, as these things go, I didn't really know what was going to air and what wasn't going to air and, uh, how it would be shot years ago. I was on another series where I was just featured background, but I ended up, the actor kept asking me my name. So I kept responding and they ended up keeping it and sending me a contract the morning after it aired for the money that they owed me. This one, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, when I found out I was playing, literally a swan even though i didn't have any lines though i was super freaking excited um so we didn't really know what was going on till like day of like i booked it i went in they gussied us all up i wasn't sure what to expect it was very like hush hush you know we were out on long island we shot in this huge i was gonna say mansion but it was actually a castle Mm, on long island overlooking yeah it's freaking amazing so we get there and then i find out gus van sant is the director and it was a weird thing where I guess, you know, I submitted to it and the director had to pick certain headshots. There was only a few of us there other than Diane Lane, Chloe Sevigny, uh, Naomi Watts, Treat Williams. Treat. Um, dude. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Clover so It was awesome. And it happened to be his birthday as well. So we're filming all day. It was a really professional, warm, awesome set. And we broke for a little bit to do to have cake pops and sing happy birthday to Treat with like everybody at this in this huge castle at this amazing table of Thanksgiving dinner, we're like singing happy birthday and doing the cake pops, which was incredible. And yes, so we're about to start filming. I was putting this gorgeous like turquoise gown, which is like teal is like my favorite color. It was close to that. 
all like this amazing jewelry, my hair and everything. Still don't know what the hell's going on. You know, <laughs> it's only a few people. It's a closed set. And then I realized as dinner's been setting up, we all got like who we were. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm Doris Duke. What? <laughs> like, I yeah, all of a sudden there was like a, a name tag like at my table at my place. And I was like, oh, shit. So I did a quick Google search. And I was like, OK, I could see that. I guess that's why, like, they were so particular about picking, you know, the photos yeah. or whatever. Um, so that was kind of incredible. Uh and then, yeah, we just we filmed throughout the day. Um, everyone was super professional, super warm, super friendly. No one had like a big ego or was being like an asshole or like pulling weight or anything. Um, Diane Lane is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. She was so kind. And like at the end of the day, she like came up and she was like, it was so nice working with you and da, da, da. And I was just, I don't know. I was very humbled because, you know, someone like her doesn't even have to talk to me. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Chloe Sevigny and I kept making like intense eye contact all throughout the day uh, really? to, to the point where other people noticed they were like, what is up with you guys? And I'm not sure what it was. I didn't like speak to her. There wasn't an appropriate moment. We are working, you know, um, I didn't want to distract her from what she had to do. She had a lot of lines. But a part of me thought like back in the day, we used to I used to skate down in Washington Square Park, as did she before she did kids and everything. So I'm not I wouldn't be shocked if we had crossed paths when we were okay, kids. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Harmony Corinne came into the tattoo shop that I used to work at for his first tattoo with like a group of friends as well. So I was like, is it a weird, like, do I know her? Because it was kind of that kind of eye contact. Mm -hmm. It was like, we just kept like catching each other and like, I don't know, which was fine with me. It was cool. It was pleasant. It wasn't anything intimidating. Um, yeah, and Naomi Watts is gorgeous. Obviously, Chloe Seven is, is beautiful. Treat Williams was hysterical and like just so warm and jovial. And I didn't realize his wife is actually married to Gus Van Sant. So, um, I, I, you know, I feel really bad for them. I can't imagine what a loss that was for him passing away like a couple. I think it was only a couple months after we finished filming. We filmed this like over a year ago. Mm -hmm. So it's been a while. So it was interesting to see like those dynamics too on set. And Gus Van Sant's dog was like the cutest pup as well. Who I got to play with. But yeah, the day was amazing when it came out. I was hoping I would get a little more screen time than I did. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, it was just such an amazing day. And I got to work with so many amazing people that I'm just grateful for that. And, you know, you get a couple glimpses of me. So I'm, I'm happy with that <laughs> for now. Next, next time I'll be a lead. This time I was a silent swan. <laughs> One of the first films I was in, the scene that I was in was filmed in a mansion. And the film was called Mr. North. It's a 1988 comedy drama starring Anthony Edwards with uh, Robert Mitchum, Lauren Bacall, oh, wow. um, directed by Danny Houston, John Houston's son. Uh, wow. There, Harry Dean Stanton was in it, Angelica Houston, Mary wow. Stuart Masterson, Virginia Madsen, uh, Lauren Bacall I mentioned. And I got the gig. It was shot in Newport, Rhode Island. And I just, I knew about what was going on. They didn't hire me. I snuck onto a van for the extras. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so once I was in the mansion, you know, I was brought to, to the wardrobe and wake up and all that kind of stuff. And um, and as it turned out, I was like in a shot like where they the next day they're like okay we need frank hall because we have to put him right where he was so like so i got another day out of it they, someone they found me they're like we need you back on set you photobombed them i did yeah, i did and uh robert mitchum 
enjoyed his drink. <laughs> cool. You yep. had a flask. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those were the days, man. Those were the days. <laughs> hey, Satan Hold My Hand is available to stream on Plex. It is. Ooh. I had no idea. Want, not very good. You want to talk about the, the film and the process and all that? Oh, Satan Hold My Hand. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's been a while since we made it. The process for me was just, uh, well, I was going out with Courtney Fathomson. We were making movies and thought we should do a feature. Like, let's just go for it. All these talented art stars everywhere. And I wanted to do a horror film at first. And then I thought, I can't write something serious. It's got to be just crazy and camp. So it ended up being like about half-assed Satanists, you know, and that... And a half-assed Satan. Yeah, when Satan, played by Face Boy, shows up, he's wearing, like, one of those Woolworths flame-retardant plastic costumes, you know, <laughs> that says, like, Satan on it. So it's like, <laughs> like, in case you didn't know by the plastic devil mask that, like, you couldn't breathe out of in those no, costumes. There was, yeah, there was, I, I didn't have a devil mask. I had I was painted red with horns that, oh, that, would, yeah. that kept falling off. And and felt, one of them fell off, and we didn't even retake the shot. I just put it back on. Yeah, it was better that way. That's yeah. right. But it was one of those plastic costumes. Yes, it was. Yeah. And so the idea that the, the Satanists would be Satanists are just incredibly disappointed because Satan's friendly. He's more like the... <laughs> literary figure you told me to play him like a 16 year old girl yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) part of the aesthetic of it was like teenagers you know trying to make a goth horror film and failing every which way but the comedy comes out of that i always noticed when we made electra elf together that when electra elf got body slammed and it was the mannequin or the dummy with soft arms being body slammed and the arms would go up behind the mannequin's body it would get the biggest laugh it's like you know when you when you don't have a 200 million dollar budget it's funnier to show like you know uh the failures those get oh laughs. yeah like in werewolf bitches from outer space people love the the fucking cardboard cop car yes <laughs> exactly and dylan's technique of like speeding it up so it looks like you're driving it and you actually referenced that it's a cardboard car at yeah. one point yep. in case no one noticed yep. give me a goddamn cardboard car <laughs> and my I approach to that was to <laughs> My approach for that one was completely different. I I I based my character as much as possible on Al Pacino's uh, <laughs> Serpico on Serpico. I even stole some lines from Serpico, straight up stole some Serpico lines because I just thought it would be funnier if this you know downtrodden cop, his partner is a fucking puppet, yes. his car is made out of cardboard. I just thought it would be funnier if I played him super, super serious. <laughs> like, he's the he's the worst paid cop in New York. No one gets paid a lot, but Officer Frenulum, yeah, his, his <laughs> partner was a puppet, but you showed up with the puppet. You're like, this yeah, is I, my partner. Yeah, I found partner. it somewhere, yeah. so I was like, this goes in the movie. It's, a, co- it's a police puppet. Of course it goes in as my I was gonna say, partner. I can't remember what was the puppet. It was a little cop. And it like, had a like little a pig and stick. a cop costume or an actual a person. <laughs> it tried to look yeah, like a, a person. Oh, okay. And, uh, and for that reason, it was creepier. Like things that are supposed to look human but don't are scarier. You and, know? and you were, by the end of the shoot, you were, you were really pissed off at me. And so you had the person who played me as a young person... <laughs> 
an overweight woman. No, actually, that was Dylan's idea. Oh, and, really? And it I was because you were and, mad at me. No, no. Uh, it was funny, however, that she didn't look anything like Not you. Not a damn thing. I couldn't get you to show up. Dylan said, well, Deirdre could just, you know, it won't make any sense. But nothing at that point in the movie made any sense no. because people had moved away. You know, we were dealing with uh, just like at one point with a work of art. You just go, I just got to finish it. I don't care what else happens, you know. Um. And Werewolf Bitches from Outer Space is, is available streaming, yeah, but I, I forget where. I think it's on Tubi, but I'm not yes, sure. Yes, that's right, on Tubi. I basically live totally in a cave. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Aren't you in a cave by Coney Island, though, right? I am in a cave, Sheepshead Bay. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so a couple so Two miles, yeah. Two miles. We had a wonderful afternoon together this yeah. summer in Coney Island. Yes. That sounds amazing. It is nice out there. It's like uh, Brooklyn by the sea. It is. You know, it's funny. um, My boyfriend had never been to Coney Island. He's from New York, but he he grew up in upstate New York and Miami kind of. um, And I was like, babe, how have you never been to Coney Island? So this summer, I finally took him and it was, we had a blast. I took him, of course, to the sideshow first because, you know. um, (laughs) You have friends there? Oh, yes. Yes. Of course. So we got to do the side. And of course, because my background doing sideshow and fire and all that stuff. Um, so we did that. And then, yeah, we just went around all the rides and everything. They've got a lot more coasters and all sorts of rides. It's been a couple of years because I did a show out there before the pandemic, but it was during the winter. So everything was closed. So I didn't get to really see yeah. the full glory. But it was awesome. But it was really cute because he's like not into roller coasters and stuff. And he's also got kids. So he's just like, yeah, I'm not into it. It's fine. He's like, but I'm totally used to like you go and I'll watch or like whatever. And I'm like, okay, okay, dad. So uh, we ran around. I just did all the coasters, which, as you know, were like 60 seconds. So it's really quick and there were like no lines. So I just rode all the roller coasters and he watched. Um, But yeah, we ran around, had drinks, did the beach. It was awesome. It was a good time. Face Boy didn't want to go on the tickler. What? Wait, what? Hell no. We went on the haunted house. Yeah, the haunted house. Spookorama. Yes, we did that too. It had been a long time since I did that one. (laughs) That ride at one point used to be like 11 minutes long or something insane. And now it's like a minute. 47 seconds. It's way shorter. I don't know. I'm just making it that. It was way shorter than I remembered too. It gives you the fix. Sometimes I need a haunted house fix. Like once a year I have to go to a haunted house, especially the kind where you don't have to like walk through it. I feel like... For a haunted house to be really good, <laughs> unless it's this one specific one I might mention that was on the beach in Ocean City, Maryland in the 70s. But otherwise, you should be in like a little miner's car. Yeah. That makes it scarier. I don't want to put in any effort. I want them to put in all the effort. Yeah, I don't. I don't like sex. I want to be rocketed. <laughs> I just want to lay there. I want to be rocketed. I just want to <laughs> lie around all the time. Now I'm so, yeah. And I definitely don't want to have to walk through a haunted house. Dude, too much effort. Yeah. No, thank you. I don't want to walk on planks and things. I want the horror to come to me as I sit in a little minor car with I, like a bat on the front. I paper mache bat. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Face boy. Thoughts? <laughs> haunted house preferences? Well, yeah, I mean... Like life, the horror comes to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't have to seek it out. There's so much of it. Why would I want to have to walk, put all that effort in? I just want to be taken. Damn it. Share day, just mm-hmm. around the corner. Oh, yeah. Do you want to explain what share day is? Well, share day is on the same day as Valentine's Day. And it came about, I think, uh, because... 
at the open mice, the anti slam, which I hosted, there were a lot of single people and they didn't like Valentine's <laughs> Day. Shocker. Because Valentine's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shockingly, a lot of open mic attendees were single and they didn't like Valentine's Day for that reason. And I thought, who's kind of like a goddess of single people? Cher, you know, she's fabulous and you can dance around. Well, you know, do you believe in love? Sure. Do you believe in love? It felt like she should have a day. And just uh, that way you could ignore Valentine's Day and focus on Cher Day. So people dressed up as Cher and stuff like that. (laughs) And Sunny. And Sunny. And some people dressed as Greg Allman. And and whoever else associated with Cher, I guess. Nadia Ginsburg pops into my mind. Oh, she makes a great Cher, yeah. That's yeah, so folks, if you're, if you're having little problems with it being Valentine's Day, celebrate Cher Day. Exactly. Yeah. And if you need an impersonator, hire Nadia Ginsburg. There you go. <laughs> Although, so, uh, John and I were discussing this yesterday, like disliking Valentine's Day because it makes lonely people feel more lonely. But I said, when if you're alone, do you feel more lonely, Christmas or Valentine's Day? Christmas is way fucking worse. Yeah, that's I'd, true. I'd rather be alone on Valentine's Day. Agreed. And it's like yeah. longer, too. It's a couple of days yeah. and like everybody's doing yeah. it around you. You just take a Benadryl and sleep to <laughs> Valentine's Day if you don't take like it. But Christmas like takes up a month. Yeah. That shit is lonely. You sometimes. just want to take a Xanax for all of December. Yeah. Or a just 31 a... milligram Xanax pill for each day of the yeah. goddamn month. I want to make an advent calendar that just has a downer <laughs> yes. in every window. See, it gets, they're great because they erase your memory, too, when you take them. So you won't even remember the month of December if you take these. No, I super can't deal with uh that. Well, we have only 10 minutes left. <gasps> I want to make sure. I know it goes fucking fast oh when, when you're having God. fun. And just, I want to make sure we get your song in. Do you want to say something about it? Why you chose it? Uh, it's just making me feel good the past couple of days. But maybe that's also because I can't stop damn hearing it or getting it out of my head. Um, so Murder on the dance floor. And I love murder. And also, who doesn't love sticking their dick in a grave? That movie was. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it's it It's not as crazy as everyone says, but that scene was hot. I haven't seen it yet. If you're into necrophilia. No, not a I, you know, Dirtophilia? I don't know what that was I don't called. know what was going on there, but I did enjoy that movie. I heard that it was a closed set and that he totally improv that. Because you see, if you pay attention, he literally pulls his dick out of his hand. Like it wasn't in the script? Nope. Uh, no, bang, it, bang. it was like, I guess, humping the dirt. And the director just closed set, just let him do what he felt oh. the actor would do. I can't remember his name right now. Something Keogh. Or, I don't right? know. I don't know. Um, and yeah, in the take that they used, you can see if you pay attention, he literally undoes his pants and pulls out his member and shoves it in the dirt. Well, you know, if I had a penis, I would be shoving it and everything too. So why not? Maybe was... after this, we'll talk about uh, the penis in Lord of the Cock Rings. We'll see Ooh, what kind well, of time yeah. we have. It's a great, anyway. great film. Yes. It's murder on the dance floor You better not kill the groom DJ Gonna burn this goddamn house right down Four, three, two, one Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know About your kind And so and so and so and so and so and so and so
Listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Sophie Ellis Bexter, Murder on the Dance Floor, as featured in Salt Burn. <laughs> I am here with Raina Terror and Reverend Jen, and we're going to have to wrap things up because we only have about four minutes left. But I did give a little teaser about the penis in Lord of the Cock Rings. Mm. Lord of the Cock Rings is a film that Reverend Jen wrote that we've that Nick Zed directed that uh, we did in 2001 that Robert Downey Jr. referenced in the film Kiss Kiss Bang Bang he in did? 2005. Yeah. Oh, someone sent Someone hands him a, 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 a VHS, I think it was, and he, he looks at it and he goes, Lord of the Cockroach. <laughs> So, you know, I he, love that movie. I yeah, he does. He does. He does bring me up every now and then. I also did like his talk about his dad and everything. That was very touching. Yeah, that was very touching. Um, I have some problems with that, but I'm not going to get into it right now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but so there's a scene in Lord of the Cock Rings where I take where there's a, the cock ring goes on a cock and it's yeah. an erect penis, which is an automatic X rating, mm-hmm. uh, which is why we can't get get it fucking distributed because it's not something you could jerk off to. So, you know, porn won't touch it. And anyway, 
I, I, I chickened out and it's Nick Zed's dick in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And I was the fluffer because we were going out at the time. You know, but honestly, I like the idea of uh, getting the uh, not distributable at all in any way out of the way right away in that film by having an erect penis show up like two minutes into it. <laughs> It's just like now. It's just this now, one now. Now we one. can't show it anywhere. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, but uh, David Austin found a copy of Lord of the Cock Rings, and I have a copy of it now. So we really need to do. Yeah, we can do a screening. Uh, I think Lord of the Cock Rings match that up with uh, Werewolf Bitches. Totally. You know, because Nick said did direct some of that. I'd love to do a showing of that. I've been I've been talking about that for a while. Yeah, me too. That was the last. <laughs> Oh, you Excuse okay, me. baby? Last time I saw Nick Zed was when he directed that scene with uh, Rachel, your your wife in the in the movie. <laughs> my wife, yeah, <laughs> my loving wife. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get my Al Pacino on. So good. He yells a lot. Yes, he does. <laughs> he used to always be having coffee downstairs by my building at Little Pie Company. Well, two minutes left. Anything y'all <laughs> can y'all- I? Promote. Need to promote, yes. Yeah, I always need to promote uh, my shop on Etsy, Rev World. Uh, if you need some art for your walls or a good gift, man, I got some good stuff on there, like 92 works of art, not originals, prints of them. And it's like Etsy.com slash shop slash Rev World, capital R, capital W. Check it out. Sign glossy prints, 20 bucks each. Very cool. Put them in a frame and your home will look like the Louvre. <laughs> And you can see Raina and Feud. Anything else you want to promote? Yes. Um, I am an excellent audience member. Audience member. So if anybody wants to send me tickets to their shows, you can send a free ticket to Raina DeBeer at iCloud.com. And who knows? I might attend and laugh out loud and clap wildly. I don't know. <laughs> Raina has a good laugh. You should invite her to your show. Yeah. I'm fun. <laughs> Coming up next on Radio Free Brooklyn, stick around for the circuit with Courtney Love. She's here now. <laughs> oh shit! I met her like a million years ago at SNL. Thanks to Janine Garofalo, who was in a different Courtney Love. It's a different uh, Courtney Love. Oh, it's, it's our Courtney it. Love. But, uh, but that was Courtney Love. Yeah, she came with to it. Sinful Bitches, and the yes. Courtney Love came to uh, came to Face Boys Follies. Yeah, the oh, other well, court. The, the, the connection between Janine Garofalo being in the movie and that Courtney yeah, Love. Weird. It's like a Kevin Bacon. Well, thank you both so much. <laughs> I love you both so very much. I'm glad <gasps> that you're here. I love you guys. We love you too. too. And folks, thank you for listening. Thank and. You. Uh, show yourself some some love. Yes. And show some love for Masturbate others. Masturbate tonight. Believe in Masturbate love. Masturbate tonight. Do some edging and make it a big good one. Make it a good one. Yeah. Wow. It's important. <laughs> it is, and it feels yeah. good, and it's free. It's free Buy drugs. 